Greetings, welcome aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Pags. I'm Foley. Jeff. And today we're on episode four of season two, The Outrageous Okana. And just a note, it's ridiculously hot aboard the Diecast Enterprise this evening. Uh, so there, you may notice a little bit of background noise. I apologize, we've got the fans going and the window is open. It's you can so, deal with it. It's so we're, hot. We're, we're, we're setting heat records up in this piece. Ah, oh, yes. And I didn't sleep last night, so it's just... <laughs> so Woo! Jay is having an <laughs> excellent day. You know, even, even before I had to watch Joe Piscopo doing comedy. I, I use the word comedy very loosely here yeah yeah man it's like no i mean to say nothing of data's attempts at it because those aren't supposed to be good but yeah oh man it was it's brutal and joe piscopo was playing a role guys joe piscopo was playing joe piscopo yeah joe piscopo (laughs) was a had was given basically carte blanche to improvise all of his material himself that's all joe yo i'm pretty sure that was a stunt mullet (laughs) god that hair it's all awesome. of the hair in this episode. Yeah. Okada's fucking terrible ponytail. Yeah, that, that was um, that was that was a so wild. Th- this is interesting because Okana, uh, William O. Campbell, as he is uh, credited in this episode, who later becomes credited simply as Bill Campbell, and you can be forgiven for thinking that he might be related to Bruce Campbell. They do look very much alike, but no relation. But. Uh, young Bill Campbell here was the original choice for William Riker, but due to some like scheduling conflict or something, I'm not exactly sure, couldn't take the role, uh, and so it went to our to our boy, our boy Jonathan Frakes, and a um, damn fine choice he was, a damn fine choice, yeah. And my, I think the story goes that <laughs> William O. Campbell had just finished his screen test, and then Frakes burst in the door, like kicked it down, and said, "To hell with you, W." <laughs> damn right. And they gave him the role. That's not what happened, but so could it, be. It could be. You know, speaking of people looking like oh yeah, people, what's really eerie is how much Bill Campbell at this point looks like Will Wheaton now. Yeah, like modern day Will Wheaton looks so much like Bill Campbell yeah, looked yeah. in eighty. Totally. I mean, so that, Will Wheaton right now has a pretty heavy beard, but when he doesn't, when he's just got when, the when kind of little when he's just got the scruff scruffier? beard going, yeah. 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 A very similar look. Very close resemblance. So. I really appreciated that scene when Akona was talking to Wheaton, talking to, talking to you know, Crusher about William Riker. <laughs> <laughs> Just layer, layers and layers of meta. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so I guess the plot of this episode, uh, Han Solo shows up on the Enterprise. It's a real Mary Sue. It really is. Like uh, This episode just reeks of fan fiction. And granted, this is like in kind of the dawn of fan fiction like there was some fan fiction you know in zine format but being before the internet fan fiction didn't really take off yet like well, it, it it started to find its home on bbs's and stuff yeah and although it really it it, it, it kind of primarily existed among star trek fans yeah. at this point in time well yeah but like what i'm saying is like it existed in zine format, yeah yeah you know like it you couldn't hop online and just find... Uh, no, I'm sure in, like, 88, when this was airing, people weren't, like, looking at it and seeing, oh, this yeah. feels like fan so fiction. So the proliferation, proliferation of fan fiction was relatively low at this point, but this episode is essentially a blueprint to making fanfic. Like, bad fanfic. Like, this episode hits all of the hallmarks of really bad fanfiction. The only thing it truly misses out on is naming the character after the author. Uh, you know, you got the cool guy who shows up and shakes up the place yeah, and makes and friends with everybody. You know, he's getting down with all the chicks yeah, and maybe some of the dudes. Smacks of a character that the author 
wants to be. Like, the author's like, I'm going to write my fantasy character, the character that I would be if I could be a character. And so, of course, you know, the character is charming and witty and blah, 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 but he's... He's not, he's not safe. He's a rogue. And I'm going to throw in a speech for Counselor Troy telling us that he's a rogue so everyone will know because everyone loves a bad boy. And, oh, man, it's a... Uh, he get even... He's got a load of him. He's got that ponytail going on. Yeah, and, he's he's and, dressed like Fabio from any number of, like, Jared pointed out novel covers. that he's got essentially Karelian blood stripes on his pants, except they're blue instead of yeah. red. Yeah, yeah. And his pants are essentially acid-washed jeans. Yeah, yeah. That was great. And there, there are patches over it that are meant to evoke the look of a bandana it's wrapped clearly. around the leg. He yeah. also, don't forget that he was wearing not one, but two vests. Yes. Yeah. He had a vest on top of a vest. Yeah, and he had his the, under vest and his outer vest. The, yeah. the under vest was flame printed? Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. oh, man. Sick. Yeah. He was, uh... And then he had this amazing like terry cloth toga underneath all of it yeah yeah and it was held together with like a backpack buckle yeah wow which was incredible well, um, this is interesting actually uh that you bring that up uh because when i was at the star wars celebration uh at a uh, panel about uh designing uh for the clone wars and for star wars rebels uh the designers there brought up one of the key points of designing clothes for star wars is no zippers no buckle or like no buttons no uh no fasteners like everything is essentially hidden and that kind of winds up being true of a lot of sci-fi if they want to make something look uh different like not convent like not contemporary they hide all of the fasteners oh yeah magnets man how yeah. those work mm-hmm. It's just magic. But <laughs> it's, magic. It, it, it's interesting it's because it, it, it really does, you know, like just as a shorthand for uh, mm. for the audience, you know, it's like, oh, you know, this is future fashion because I don't know how this is held together. Well, sure, but the, I mean, the converse of that is the, the big issue here with that is that it looks so silly to have that recognizable buckle that you see on every backpack holding his shirt together. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah, extremely dumb. It's, yeah. Yeah. Like, it catches your eye. <laughs> I just figured again, he's like, he's a rogue. That's just to, you know, the shirt. It's easy access yeah. to mm-hmm. yeah, remove just, it quickly. He's got to be able to get that it, off. It probably right. goes all the way down to the pants, you know, just click, 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 click. Yeah, it's like. You can step out of those clothes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like Riker. Riker's got the tearaway suit. Oh, yeah, like, totally. Yeah. I was hoping for more animosity between the two of them, really. Yeah, two alphas facing yeah. off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they just like watch them running to opposite corners and peeing on things. <laughs> yeah. Never really And then, then, and then like just staring at each other before they run to something else to whiz on. It's, yeah. it's really more uh, him and Worf. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Although the flirting. Yeah. Wow. We, we'll get to that later. Uh, it's coming. There's a great moment. Okay, so Okana, his ship's kind of busted up so the uh, Enterprise brings him aboard and they're gonna fix him up and immediately Okana just starts charming the pants off of people figuratively and literally yeah not even off the transporter pad he's already like yeah transporter chief Terry Terry Hatcher yeah yeah Lois Lane uh, beaming him in and he, and oh man, what 80s hair on her, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. like, I've never seen Terry Hatcher with hair that big. Oh, you gotta watch MacGyver, man. Oh, gosh. Is she, mm. Yeah, she's in MacGyver. She's a recurring she? character on MacGyver. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Her Aunt Cuba. Oh, man. So, compared to uh, MacGyver's hair. Because, right? <laughs> I mean, he, he's also well, got uh, the amazing Buffon. Yeah, well, uh, no one, times. I mean, no one's gonna match MacGyver's hair for quality. But, like, but Terry's got it on volume. In volume, really? Okay. Yeah, especially on, on the show. Yeah. The 80s. What a. <laughs> 
time to be alive that was. Oh. I wonder how many of our listeners were there. Shout out to Kira Norris too, who also plays basically the female MacGyver on an episode of MacGyver. Yeah. And she also has the MacGyver <laughs> mullet in that episode. Amazing. I'm not sure if it was a wig or was a really her hair. It's hard to say. See, we're all elderly relics of a bygone age. We yeah. were all there for the 80s? Yeah. Some yeah. some of us were even born in the 70s. Oh, man. You know, just barely. <laughs> oh, man. I know, I know. Uh, so, Okana, charming the pants off of people left and right, you know. He almost charms the pants off Wheaton, but holds back because underage. Underage. I, I like and to think possibly, that... possibly, you know, himself. Possibly his future self, yeah. 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 I, I, I like to think that Okana is essentially the Jack Harkness of the Star Trek universe like this guy will plow anything yeah. it doesn't matter man woman robot alien com- sentient computer he's he's there for you know data you're fully functional let's go let's play ball he's up yeah. for whatever you know exactly um and that will come up later in that that scene I can't wait to talk about just talk about it now yeah. stop teasing oh my God. it <laughs> so, stop teasing it so Worf gets sent to collect Okana and bring him to the bridge he's in the middle of making out with the redhead yeah too. yeah the uh, the the redhead that the background redhead that we haven't seen for a so while so you claim are you certain it's the same I am I am certain because I looked it up on the oh on the, man on the uh, memory alpha some time ago oh, man nice. you want to uh, talk yeah wow talk, talk about meta yeah so the where's Waldo of the next gen universe was getting down with Okana mm-hmm. and and Worf comes in and he's like collecting him and uh, he has a great marching scene yeah. to get there too which yeah is lovely. With, with, it's set with to some, like a kind of yeah faux uh, Klingon music with even yeah, some Klingon. like clicking some light sticks. Klingon music it was great and he gets there and Okana doesn't want to go and he's like you're you're coming now <laughs> it makes eyes at him <laughs> yeah. yeah and and they they stand off at each other and they're like right in each other's faces and you can nostrils almost, flaring yeah, you can yeah almost, there's like, a bit of a suggestion like well you know maybe he you could feel the heat us. Us. yeah <laughs> clearly okana is propositioning Worf at that point okana War- could feel the heat of Worf's breath <laughs> rolling and, down and Worf says oh i, I want do, to i like <laughs> i like that <laughs> but i have to bring you to the bridge and you know i i'm you know of course in the 80s it's meant to be like oh yeah i'd, I'd like to fight this guy but not anymore and now you it know, totally honestly, reads i don't the know other way. given some of the later things that uh, next gen does you know with uh, riker for instance yeah i could see it being coding yeah it could be very you know it could be their subtle way to like you know no no if uh, if anyone asks we yeah. can say this yeah. but it's definitely this <laughs> it's fine yeah it's great and like i'm just like wow did did wharf just admit that he would just be totally down for for a Klingon three way with Okana and uh, and the redhead. That's awesome. Oh, so back to the very thin plot. Yeah, the reason Okana was being called to the bridge is because someone has shown two people have shown up demanding Okana because of crimes against whatever. Yeah. Uh, they're both woefully outmatched by the Enterprise. They haven't a hope in the world of fighting the Enterprise, but they're both willing to fight to the death in order to secure Okana. Um, they have lasers. Lasers. Which everyone repeats as if it's a very comical thing. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty quaint. It's I very quaint. Lasers won't even penetrate their navigational shields. Yeah. So what do you think? The navigational shields are what again? Like They're the shields they use for navigating. Um, okay. I don't know what the navigational <laughs> shields are. They are a term that yeah. they use to make lasers sound ineffective. We probably shouldn't break get too deep into discussion about shields. <laughs> Say that for another time. Yeah. 
Um, so basically what it comes down to is O'Connor's crimes are this. On one planet, he's supposedly gotten the leader's daughter pregnant. And on another planet, he has stolen a valuable jewel that is... Uh, Not just any jewel. It's a sacred relic. Yeah, it's a sacred relic. The jewel of, of this, Thesia. The jewel of Thesia, the sacred relic of this planet. Uh, and they both want uh, O'Connor. Do we know that it's a sacred jewel of the planet or just is it a sacred jewel of that dude? Um, I think it, it, the impression I got was that's like a sacred jewel of their ruling uh, house. Was he the, were they the royal yeah. family? Okay. You know? He seemed to be. Okay. Well, because right. isn't, isn't the, it's, well, yeah, Well, you know. I mean, how would he go to war if he wasn't uh, a leader, you know, like. Yeah, but he could be like a gang leader, for all we know. Like the mob it would be, episode, original track? It, it, yeah. would, it would be yeah. stretching things to uh, say, oh. Okay, okay. She, yeah. The, He's probably the, got yeah. some political clout. Yeah, the, the, the daughter doesn't want to start a mob war. Like, no. Yeah, that'd be a real thing. Nah, I, 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 I think that's... <laughs> well, they're different planets, though. Yeah. True, okay, fine. Yeah, the implication was that the planets would go to war. That'd be a real drag. Yeah. Picard didn't want that kind of... Yeah, no doubt. So, that's happening, but also Data is getting really terrible comic advice oh, from Joe Piscopo. Oh, God. <laughs> the so, yeah, man, like, Data goes to Whoopi Goldberg and Joe Piscopo for comedic advice? Because Akona, Akona calls him out. He's like, oh, you probably don't understand humor, because you're a robot. Which is true. And, I mean, we don't even need Pulaski Yeah, Pulaski episode. wasn't in this episode, so someone else has to diss Data. <laughs> oh, God, I never even thought of that. Yeah. Okana yeah. totally takes on the Pulaski role. However, yep, it's sure easier to take from Okana because Okana isn't... He's not a dick about it. It's because he's a huge asshole It's because it. he's a lovable rogue. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's just like, oh, so you don't even get... Oh, that's sad. You don't really oh. get comedy, huh? Like, so, okay. anyways, I'm going in here to bone. He wouldn't understand. How would you feel about the season if if Bill Campbell, as Okona, <laughs> had simply shown up as Pulaski... And from, from that, this moment forward, like we never saw Kate Pulaski again, but just in every subsequent episode from now, they just referred to him as Dr. Kate Pulaski. <laughs> I, I would be so on board with that. Yeah, like, yeah. like, to, Give me that to be honest, sure, yeah. Okana is a uh, like a raging Mary Sue. Such a Mary Sue. But I don't care. I really like Okana. I enjoy him. Yeah, but he's he's clearly... Because he's, he's, he's so ridiculous. He's still Okana, but no one acknowledges that fact. They just call him <laughs> Dr. Kate Pulaski. Like, Even better. He's, yeah, he's like, that's I what don't I want. Know, yeah. Like, what's wrong with her doctor? I don't know. Yeah, I I'm, not, I'm not a doctor. You, well, I'm not a doctor. We trust that, your medical opinion. That sounds serious. Yeah. That's not, yeah. <laughs> that sounds very serious. It's a good thing Are you're here. to make it? Probably not, because I can't do shit for them. <laughs> you're a credit to the Enterprise, doctor. I know you tried, doctor. I did literally nothing. <laughs> that would be great. We've tried nothing, and we're all out of ideas. Yeah. So, you know, as uh, per our previous discussion, any replacement of Pulaski will be yeah. superior <laughs> replacement. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh. <laughs> You know, even <laughs> Alexander yeah, at season's end. A season of Nurse Ogawa in charge, I'm down with it. Yeah. A season, well, I guess I can say this now as if we'll, we could do it at season's end. Probably we'll just do this every episode. We can just come up with like a top 20 list of like replacements. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, so Data is getting comedy advice from Whoopi Goldberg and oh. Joe Piscopo, which is painful. Oh, so and painful. Sad because that's those are bad choices to get yeah. comedy advice from. Whoopi Goldberg was never a good comedian. She's b- much better doing drama. Yeah. What are Hollywood Squares? Okay. I enjoy Hollywood Squares. It's been a good, I like... I loved Hollywood Squares, but I was in it for Jim J. Bullock. Uh, what about Shadow Stevens? Shadow Stevens. I don't remember him. 
So that, that was it's 80s. been so long since I've seen it. I'm jumping around. Sorry. Uh, so you know, he he goes in and he creates a holodeck program with a comedian who's going to instruct him in the ways of comedy. And originally, they had approached Jerry Lewis for the role. Yeah. And you know, the the Memory Alpha says that Joe Piscopo has said that he was allowed to improvise all of his stuff. But man, there's such an incredible incredibly bad and mean Jerry Lewis impression that yeah, makes up a very large bulk of what he does that I kind of feel it was spite for Jerry Lewis not coming on the show. Yeah, like it really felt like this was Star Trek going, don't want to be on our show, Jerry Lewis? Fuck you! Because, like, he does... The, the Jerry Lewis bit and it's it's terrible like it's a very bad impression but even so it ends with Data saying oh so uh jumping around like, like an, an idiot, idiot and putting fake in fake teeth, teeth. That, that, that's, that's funny that's funny yeah it's uh it's pretty biting yeah. <laughs> but again I mean and Jerry Lewis justifiably pretty on the nose Jerry Lewis justifiably couldn't make it he was busy filming an episode of Wise, Wise Guy, guy. <laughs> yeah Wise Guy who was on Wise Guy like who was the star of Wise Guy uh, like, I believe it was Shadow Steven <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Firestein? No. Was, was Harvey Firestein ever on um, Hollywood Squares? Because I, I want to say so. yes. I, I believe so. Yeah. That's, Maybe that's actually Whoopi? my re- recollection that he was on. He was a regular on it with Whoopi. Awesome. Okay. Good. Okay. Wise Guy was with Ken Wall. Ken Wall. Oh, and Kevin Spacey was on it. Oh, Banks. yeah. This is pre Glenn Gary. Yeah, and John Banks. Yeah. It's a pretty good cast. Yeah, yeah. Maximilian Shell? Are uh, you shitting me? So he made the right choice. Yeah. Who's at this Ken point Wall? in the series. I don't know. He's just that guy that looks kind of like you're... Like that could be anybody. He, he looks like a bargain basement... Uh, James Dylan Garner. McDermott. I, I was thinking James Garmer, Garner. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I've been watching Dylan oh, McDermott on American Horror Story a bunch. Yeah, I recognize him. I, like I can't think of... I don't know any shows he was in, but I recognize Oh, yeah, him. everybody. We're looking at my phone right now. This <laughs> 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 is really good radio. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, man. Uh, Technology. So, the comedy sequence is so unbelievably painful. And I mean, mercifully, Data to get through it just fast forwards Joe Piscopo, which, Thank you know, goodness. that was great. Very good choice. So, we don't have to listen to the comedy. Data gets the information he needs, and we don't have to hear it. And then he goes and tries it out in 10 forward on Guinan, who lets Data know that he kills the joke. Maybe it's your timing. <clears throat> My timing is digital. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, that was a real laugh, by the way. That that one that totally sincere. Yeah, pure mm. mirth. Uh, uh. So then, Whoopi Goldberg tells a worse joke. Sorry, yeah. Guinan tells a worse joke. Yeah, you and me, we're just here. We're talking because you're a droid and I'm annoyed. And it's terrible. Huh? I'm sorry. What? Yeah, and and Data says perhaps the joke just isn't funny. She says no, it's funny, and like no, no he's no, right. No, no, Data's got it. He, he's got it's, it. It's like it's not funny. I'm not laughing. No, you're not. Perhaps the joke was not funny. No, it was funny. No, Guinan, no, you're no. wrong. Data is correct. He is not laughing, and it is because that joke is not funny. There was an accurate computer analysis of that joke. Yeah, although, but, but that discourse is funny. <laughs> Quiet, you. Uh, it does make me think about an upcoming episode. Uh, I think it's it might be a season or two from now where Q uh, that that episode where Q becomes a human and has to. Oh yeah. And at the end, when he gets his uh, powers back, uh, he gives Data a gift. Mm. 
And Data's like, I don't want to turn, don't turn me human. And he's like, oh, I wouldn't do that to you. That would be terrible. But here, have a taste. And he gives Data a laughing fit. And it's great. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's a great moment. And this episode does kind of help set up that moment. It does. But, you know, it's it's a better writing staff building on it. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, th- this is right before they kind of overhauled the whole writing staff. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, this season had a lot of problems with writing just because of the writer's yeah, strike yeah, and everything, too. you know? This season was not finely tuned the way other seasons will become. Mm-hmm. And that has a lot to do with the fact that they, they couldn't because there was the big strike going on. So they couldn't really work these scripts as much as they needed to be. And in fact, that's why this season is shorter than every other season because they couldn't do as many episodes. And it has a clip and show. And it has a clip show. Clip show. Maybe no. that's, why they let it, that's probably why they let Piscopo uh, improv there, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, go, 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 do go. It. Do whatever you want. It's we cool. don't have anyone who can write jokes. <laughs> this is written by the same guy who wrote A Matter of Honor. So that that almost covers the entire plot. Essentially, uh, whoa, whoa, we haven't, whoa, whoa. We haven't resolved the Okana yeah. angle. Yeah, yeah. Okana is gonna leave. Like he's he's told the captain he's like listen I'm sorry I've caused you all this trouble just cut me loose and I'll get out of here and take my chances but then Wesley our boy Wesley gives him a really heartfelt uh, <laughs> he's talking like, to he's like yo yeah, I couldn't do I couldn't live like that he's I, like, I'd miss my friends he's like Okana there's, there's over 900 women on this ship there's so much trim you haven't sampled yet <laughs> No, he doesn't say that. That's not what he says. But yeah, you know. that was so the sub- living like you. That was the subtext <laughs> of the conversation. Totally. So it gets very after school special for it's a awful, minute. Yeah. And then O'Connor's like, "All right, I'm gonna stick around. I still got some friends here." And oh, now O'Connor has got a plan to work all this shit out. Uh huh. So he says that he's gonna surrender the 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 people. I, I just want to stop for a second here. Yo. Uh, after school special, you know, you know, Wesley Crusher to the rescue. You know? <laughs> you know, oh, have have a very special episode where uh, you know someone's someone's little brother, you know, Alexander gets into some marijuana. Oh no! <laughs> He's gonna. Luckily, Wesley, the cool older kid, is. Yeah, there, right. So drug is uh, drugs are for dopes. And Garfield <laughs> shows up. Only dopes do dopes. The Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, inexplicably. Because, you know, when you're, when you're doing an anti-drug cartoon, Winnie the Pooh is definitely appropriate for that. And the Muppet Babies. Oh, God. Cartoon All-Stars to the rescue. What is wrong with you? Uh, what? If only Pee Wee Herman had been there to tell us about crack. This is crack cocaine. <laughs> oh, man. The 80s. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we lived mm. in a magical time. Anyways. <sighs> so, the two uh, feuding factions come over to the Enterprise to, to get all huffy about Okana. Uh, but, oh, what a what a wacky set of coincidences. It turns out Okana didn't get uh, that girl pregnant. The son of the uh, opposing leader did. And Okana didn't steal the jewel the son of that guy gave him the jewel to give to that girl I think her name was Yanara 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 as a wedding pledge and you know it's all just a crazy misunderstanding because you know the, it's a west side story yeah. thing you know they're you know if I told you you would have disowned me if I told you you would have gone to war with Devin's father nah and yeah so Okana's roguish charm wins out again uh, and we theorize that you know it, it it, it was less innocent than uh, is 
being yeah. spoken there. There was, there was, was a threesome going yeah. on. O'Connor was definitely involved. Oh, he, he, he was, was there. He was in the room at the very least. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, uh, they, they start having their, you know, bickering about which planet they're going to raise the grandkids on and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And that's about it. We, um... Uh, it's a really thin episode. Data, data gives the the classic Burns and Ellen uh, good night, Gracie. Yeah, say goodnight, uh, Data. Say goodbye, Data. Goodbye, Data. And everyone has a good chuckle on the bridge. And then he starts trotting out some older ones. Take my war, please. Uh, and then they're like, okay, let's let's just warp yeah, out of here right warp now. Warp speed, <laughs> yeah, it's, which uh, is actually you know funnier than anything he yeah, says in exactly. the whole episode because uh, Patrick Stewart's a pretty funny guy. Patrick Stewart is. I like to think they just beamed him right to, right into the brig, <laughs> right out of the seat, and yeah. shifts over. And that's it, guys. That's the episode. I mean... There's really so little to talk about. That's the problem with these first two seasons, is, like, some of them are so outrageously bad that you got yeah, plenty to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, man. There, there was a lot to but say about that But a lot first of them one. are pretty innocuous. Like, they're not bad, but they're not good either. You know, like, this is... It's this passable. Is a, this is a fluff episode, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't... Like, if it's, this episode was on, I wouldn't feel the need to change the channel, but neither, if I knew this episode was coming on would i tune in for it yeah it's it's no the child it is no the child you know mm. like i i will i'd happily watch this episode again i don't want to watch the child again god oh and let's focus on the title of the episode for a second the, the outrageous, outrageous o'connor did you guys feel that it was particularly outrageous no, no not especially perhaps his perhaps his pants so in what way do you think the writers of the show intended him to be outrageous do you think it was his 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 his, his outfits? You know, I think it's just his his demeanor compared to the, the stuffy button-down Federation crew. Honestly, I think it's just that they both start with O. I know that's the answer, <laughs> but I... Uh, come on. Work with us here. Yeah, you're killing me here. There's, there's, just, there's no further imagination that went into it. That's that's the really the sad truth there. <coughs> or, or again, you know, it's it's more coding. It's it's a further reference to his outrageousness. <laughs> ah. So you know, I, I guess another thing that that we didn't mention that we were talking about while we were watching the episode is the idea of the uh, uh, transporter abortion. Oh yeah. Oh, gosh. That, that's, oh wow. That's... That got dark <laughs> really quick. Hey, hey guys. Uh... Thanks for tuning in to our Star Trek podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, here, now let's talk about uh, transporter abortions. Let's do Good it. God. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> such a short episode. There's so little yeah, to talk you, about. You really got to dig for something here. No, um, uh, it's... I suppose it's an interesting notion that, you know, medically speaking, the transporter is probably could probably be a very useful they've mentioned item. this in the past several times yeah because they talk about removing germs yeah. from people yeah. when they, they the disinfect them coming precisely yeah. yeah so obviously it's got to be able to do more than that well so yeah, yeah. presumably that's uh, something it could do although i would also expect that by the 24th century they've probably perfected oh yeah birth control to the point that it's not even necessary but yeah, then you know th- this this happened yeah yeah that's the, yeah. that's well, True. Some people were not happy. But they, they're yeah, but come not on, in the this Federation. Happened, this happened to people who's, right. whose most deadly weapons are fucking laser. Yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're, they're a, a little behind. <laughs> yeah, a little behind. Like, I mean, for God's sakes, we have practically infallible birth control now. We just mm. can't get it in this country because it would be too cheap, mm. you know, and you know they wouldn't make money off of it. <clears throat> yeah. Ugh. 
you got to figure that those transporters can be used for all sorts of medical procedures. I mean, not to, like forget like yeah, an abortion, but the removal of like say a tumor, yeah, cancer, yeah. the insertion of any type of yeah, the appendix, yeah, yeah, or, you know, artificial organ that's needed, tonsils gone. I mean, yeah, I, I like the, the more mundane one though, dentistry. Like, oh yeah, just that yeah. tooth. Get it out. Oh man! Don't bring it up with me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would leave it behind on the planet. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about this before, but I mean, I don't know why like anyone has to go to the bathroom in this universe. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason why. Maybe that's why the Enterprise doesn't have bathrooms. Maybe all Starfleet personnel are implanted. Beam it with, out with a uh, with, with a with a urinal fecal uh, eradicator that just. Oh no! I think I think it's the exclu- the sole job of O'Brien. of O'Brien to deal with this. The entire crew. <laughs> he's, O'Brien's he's, job he's, is such. He, he's also the janitor. You know? <laughs> he's just, he's, he's got to beam trash from different places in the ship. He's oh. literally beaming feces out of people's digestive tract into space. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I can see it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the that's one of the great things about Star Trek and what makes it so much fun to talk about is they've got so many like amazing technologies that they are clearly misusing, like that they are not using to their full potential. That would. Can you imagine how great that would be? Yeah. God, you know, like, if I never had to go to the bathroom again, I'd be all for that. Imagine road trips. Well, and, oh, and think about it. You know, he's got the captain, and he's yeah. busy in a tense situation. He feels a rumble. Like, that's damn he, right. He doesn't have to. You know, he's damn been, right. As somebody that, That's a serious issue. Has yeah, been, Wolf 539, you're seeing all these freaking ships out there. You don't have time to go to take, you know. Damn right. Yeah. You don't have to take, take a minute off to go take yeah, a leak. You, I uh, like. I mean, as someone who has lived with irritable bowel syndrome for over twenty years, I would give practically everything I own never have to never have to deal with the kind of stomach problems that I deal but with. But consider this even further, though. Like in in a world where you never, you're you know you're. you're your shit and your piss can be disposed of via transporter. Going to the bathroom au naturel would become an exotic and unusual experience. Do you do just for the just for the variety of it? Mm-hmm. So, you know. Oh, here's another thought too: dieting. You could eat as much as you want and then beam food undigested out of your stomach and. But then, just dude, limp. you could also beam the food in. I know, yeah. I know. But. And and as well, remember you, you have the uh, the you, you can create the food to whatever yeah. specifications yeah, we, you want. We, we've talked about that in previous episodes how uh, replicators must make uh, the maintenance or, or maintaining exactly. specific yeah. caloric intakes and you know carb intakes and stuff really easy you know like managing your macros has got to be dead easy in the Star Trek universe yeah yeah, which is why we don't ever see any fat people in Star Trek because that and you know I guess maybe, at least not on the ship yeah maybe maybe Roddenberry was just very very fat shamey who knows <laughs> He seems like a utopian kind of guy. He's pretty utopian. Yeah, yeah that's exactly I, right. I thought you were about to say he was pretty rotund, which is also true. Uh, I, I don't I know. Leon, I can't yeah. even picture him, quite honestly. He, well, I mean, like, as an older guy, he was he was huh. rounder. But, you know, I mean, that happens to yeah. Yeah. older guys. I like the uh, idea that... It happens to people our age. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, just rub the belly here. Oh. But yeah, so like just some of the ideas of what you can do with the transporter are kind of fascinating. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, there, there's all sorts of stuff, you know, like we talked about, you know, the ability, like, you know, janitorial staff would essentially be able to clean with like low-grade phasers, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you just have to set your phasers so that it won't damage the surface, but it will, you know, incinerate, you know, 
microbiological components or whatnot. Um, the, the potential for pranks is just off the charts. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, oh, man. You, you don't need a bucket of water over a doorway. You just beam some water over someone's head wherever they have yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. Boosh! What the? God damn it! <laughs> Yeah, you like, know Riker's down with that shit. Oh my god, Whoopee Riker. cushions galore. <laughs> Riker. I like to imagine Riker has a never-ending, like a secret, completely secret, he'll never reveal the fact that he's basically torturing Wesley Crusher nightly <laughs> with bedwetting scenarios. <laughs> so Wes will go to sleep in the middle of the night, like Riker will just beam, you know, some urine onto the sheets. His own urine? His own urine. Yeah, he'll beam Wesley's urine out of his bladder onto the the sheets. sheets. (laughs) At which point, Wesley wakes up, sees it, is horrified, and then is is about to deal with it when he looks back, boom, it's gone. (laughs) Then he goes back to sleep, wakes up in the morning, it's back. (laughs) You know what? Wesley should have to go to his mom, and she must be constantly, like, recalibrating his autocatheter. Oh, yeah. Even better, too. Like, he could go the whole night, there's no issue. Then he's about to leave. Bev comes in, looks at the sheets, urine. (laughs) Oh god! Riker's got that shit on lockdown. Oh, oh, the Riker. longest con. Riker's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Riker's a monster. Why do you think he? Why do you think Wesley left the ship eventually? Yeah. Oh gosh, he's like George Clooney, master prankster. Oh, yeah, man, brilliant. Oh man, that's that's definitely happening. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's that's probably my favorite thing to to think about coming out of this episode. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. Transporter Pranks, brought to yeah. you by uh, William Riker. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm into that. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to cover? Um, well, uh, look, why don't we get into a ranking for this episode? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, it was all right. I'd, I'd, I'd give it maybe um, maybe a lieutenant, two pips. Maybe a junior lieutenant. Junior lieutenant? Yeah. I, There's not a lot there. It wasn't offensive in any way, but it was just like... Just I, I would say that all lot. the Joe Piscopo stuff is very offensive. Oh, it takes it... The, the presence of Piscopo does take it to another level. Yeah. I enjoyed that just because it was so painful. Rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm sticking with Junior Lieutenant. Yeah, I think that's probably where I'd go as well because, okay. you know, most of the Akana stuff is pretty fun. Yeah. Even, you know, as as much of a Mary Sue as he is. Yeah. You know, he, he's he's pleasant. I like Bill Campbell. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing the with him is great. essentially being the we future didn't even version that he was of Wesley. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's the Rocketeer. Hey, everybody. Bill Campbell's the Rocketeer. Yeah. Sorry. So I like him. You know, he's, he's an enjoyable character, but... Everything with the Data B story is so painful. It really <laughs> Just, is. It stops everything dead. It's really hard to sit through. For me, I find those like those sequences are awful, but they're also pretty short. Like they don't linger on them for yeah. a long time. So yeah. I'm willing to uh, to overlook them because they don't they don't take up a whole lot of the episode. Right. Data Data's Groucho slash George Burns. Yeah. You, you just are so painful. You just know oh, that Brent Spiner was just like dying to to do that like well and he's intentionally doing it as bad as yeah, he possibly can because yeah. Brent Spiner's a pretty funny guy yeah, and yeah. he's a good actor so you know it's it's him intentionally just savaging those jokes yeah. but, oh man so we got uh, two junior lieutenants yeah. and a lieutenant okay yep. that, 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 I think that's that's respectable yeah 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 and uh, next week we have loud as a whisper and that's the Reva oh, episode man that's Reva. a weird one Reva. Did you guys ever have a Riva TNT video card? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think so. Um, it, it had 32 megs of video memory. 
the one I had to. For some reason, whenever I think of Riva, I think of this uh, this hypnotist that uh, Ravine. Yeah, Ravine. You'll never You'll forget. You'll never it. forget Ravine. And we never did. Nope. To this day, <laughs> I remember Ravine. I never saw his show. Those, I mean, neither. Those shitty ads, though. Those were on TV contemporary with TNG. Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. exactly. And you know, and Riva in the show has the same kind of mystique about him that Ravine does on these commercials. True. You know, Riva's pretty intense. He is. Uh, it's a you know, it's, it's a, an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, it's an interesting episode. Yeah. So yeah, um, thanks for joining us here aboard the Diecast Enterprise. Hopefully next week it won't be so hot. Yeah. Oh my nice, god. But, uh, I don't, die. Don't count on it though. Apparently we're in for like a month-long heat wave. Oh. So we might be screwed. Well, I'm decamping to Saskatchewan for a couple of weeks. Oh yeah. That's well, right. it'll be, don't worry, it'll be cool there. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna drink a lot. That's rough. <laughs> Just so much. Uh, can we get some freezies? Yeah, we can. Yes. All right, everybody. We're going to take off and have some freezies because my freezer is full of them. Uh, please join us next time for Loud as a Whisper. Uh, this is Pags. My bully. Jed. Uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>